Hey, this is Jeff Gannon, and you're listening to the Focus Compounding Podcast, the podcast where Andrew and I talk general investing concepts. To get even more content from me and Andrew, sign up for the Focus Compounding app. The Focus Compounding app costs $7.95 a month. It comes with a bunch of 2,000-word articles from me each week, a fresh batch of five-minute videos from the both of us, along with one bonus extra-long episode of the podcast each Saturday, and immediate access to our complete backlog of 200-plus episodes. To sign up, go to focuscompounding.com app or wherever apps are sold. And now here's Andrew with your regularly scheduled podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How's everybody doing? Hope you are doing well. My name is Andrew Kuhn, Focused Compounding. Hope everyone's having a great day. See you next to Jeff Gannon. Jeff, how's it going today? Uh, it's going brilliant, Andrew. How's it going with you? It's going great. Hope it's going great for everybody else. So I'm pulling up a DM. Uh, mm-hmm. So his name's not public. He said uh, for the next Q&A pod, if Warren Buffett put a gun to Jeff's head and forced him to invest $20 billion of Berkshire's okay. cash equally into five companies, each with a market cap of greater than 10 billion, okay. which companies would he pick? Greater than so 10 20, billion, this yep. is very hard. All right, yep. we'll probably need quick FS for this. Sure, let's pull it All up. right, so let's see. So, all right, well, let's, um, hmm, wow, that's really hard. Uh, is Berkshire Hathaway the cheap answer out? Okay, so yeah, I mean Berkshire Hathaway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't um, do that with Berkshire's cash product. Buy back Berkshire stock? I mean, Maybe. I, I mean, you could, but <laughs> I, I don't mean, think that's I think Berkshire could use buying back some <laughs> yeah. more stock, yeah. Well, we let's look at Progressive, because this is one that I wrote up. I've written up a few stocks that are very big. It's very rare that I did it. But um, uh, uh, PGR, so I don't know. Uh, yeah. So there you go. So you have a market cap of um, $50 billion. And I would definitely consider it. I've, I've said before, I think it's actually better than Geico, probably. If I had to own one of the two, I would prefer Progressive to Geico. So that's one. Why is uh, that? But it depends on the price. Uh, I, I think it has most of the same advantages as Geico, plus some other advantages. So um, it's a, I think it's a better underwriter than Geico, for instance. And I think it has a, a separate part to its business that's also pretty attractive, too. I think the expense ratios at Geico and Progressive are mostly the same, except for the customer base at progressive is a little more uh is worse geico has a better customer base and i think that explains a lot of the retention rate differences and things and um i just think that progressive if you yeah if you wanted to be in that kind of thing i think that would um that would be my big insurance company thing would be progressive there is a risk about you know driverless cars and stuff over time obviously but absent that i think that's the best big like insurance company i would ever want to be in i mean like something like metlife is incredibly cheap but i'd rather own progressive sure. yeah mm-hmm. um that's one that's one <laughs> uh let's try ccl this is one that's i think will be controversial yeah so the market cap is big enough um I think people will be cruising again, uh, you know, and I think these are not bad prices that you're getting on the company. Uh, I also think that on like airplanes and stuff, we'll see, but there are only a few companies that are really big in this industry. They're going to stop their orders for new ships and things as much as possible. So I think that once they do start to recover, it's not like capacity will grow. You know, which is my big worry with like airlines and things is that as soon as you start having recovery, then you still have too much capacity because they want to grow capacity and stuff all the time. Um, I just feel like once things get back, they might be pretty successful, but you have to survive all this. They've been borrowing at very high cost lately, right? So they've borrowed at like 9% and stuff, even when other companies that used to have the same credit ratings as them borrow at three. Um, I think, it, you know, 
it probably would be the one to survive. I don't know if they'll combine ones, like if some of the big three um, will end up being combined at some point. Uh, but also, if you're running a huge amount of money stuff, maybe there's bonds of uh, Carnival that you could buy instead um, if it gets to that point. But this company, either by ending up in bankruptcy and being taken over by bondholders and stuff, or through reorganization that uh, that benefits more the equity holders right now, I think will still exist and will be successful. So it's going to be one of the biggest cruise companies around in five or ten years, and we will have people cruising again. I don't think it'll be ch- permanently changed by COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but 10 billion is really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what, I mean, well, we can put, so here's another one that's badly affected. Colin Frost, I don't think is big enough. So, cause it's assets will be that big, but it's market cap will only be. Mm. Yeah. So, um, let's see another one that I have been interested in the past. I liked a lot in the past was booking. Yeah. You've written about this company. Yeah. I wrote about, uh, well, I've talked about it and stuff. I uh-huh. actually ran it by someone else. So of a like huge, com- this is something that I did say a long time ago was like, well, if I was investing money for Berkshire Hathaway, I'd, pr- I'd buy booking just because it's like at that time it was probably this price or something. I'm like, you could probably put set, like you could put $7 billion. If I remember right, if you go to the business description, I think the turnover is not low either. Yeah. It just trades so much mm-hmm. that for a, such a high quality company, I can't think of many high quality companies where you can put so much into them. Mm-hmm. So, but what do you think about the price and stuff? This is not a low looking price for a company that's deeply distressed by the airline stuff yeah. uh, and, you know, doing everything. But I just feel like this will also be the thing that just like carnival, I feel like you will have all this back again. Um, that you'll have travel be very similar. Yeah, we're like three stocks that kind of is like tied. So we got insurance with driving, and yes. then we have carnival and now booking. <laughs> yeah, you know, traveling. The problem. The problem here is I'm surprised. Like not surprised, but it's this is not like carnival. These are not distressed prices on booking. Mm-hmm. But I just think that eventually it will bounce back in a big way, um, just because it will still be there, and I think the economics will still be the same. Um, most of their economics is like their advertising costs, like what the ROI is on Google and stuff like that. Um, so I, yeah, I really like booking, um, as a business a lot. Uh, that's three. (laughs) That's three. Um, let's see what else would be, I mean, okay. So then you have to own a big bank, right? So which big bank would you own? Uh, you've got bank of America You've got so you can't buy all the different regional banks, which is probably more of my style. What I would do, Um, yeah. Let's look at Bank of America. Okay, so it'd have to, yeah. Um, So you could buy banks that are smaller than this, but not as small as some of the regional banks that I like. So I mean, maybe Bank of America, maybe that's what Buffett would buy, and I would say it looks really attractive on the, um, I mean, here's the thing that's really attractive about it, okay? What, the P, okay, doesn't look that great to everyone, right? But like, right? Go ahead. I mean, what do you think, like it looks expensive? Right, that it doesn't look that cheap, okay? Okay, I don't know if a lot of people would think that, but you think so? Compared to other banks, I can show you other banks that are half what Bank of America is. Okay. So banks are really cheap now. It's uh-huh. like I said with Progressive. Like, is Progressive cheap? I I mean, there are some people who would say, look, MetLife is insanely cheap and mm-hmm. stuff, but I like Progressive business. Yeah. So 
Um, yeah, well, I can show you banks. I, I mean, I like that are, you know, three quarters of that and stuff. So that's the problem. But the difference here that about like, so like with, with banks, people are like, oh, well, but I could buy a P like that in some other things. Not in a lot though. But the difference that I like about it is look at the loans to deposits, for instance, right? For those 10 years, mm -hmm. they've been down almost constantly the whole way. So what that means is while making fewer and fewer loans, all you can really do is buy securities, buy bonds. Well, what are bond yields now? Nothing. Mm -hmm. So I look at the PE and stuff and say, okay, the PE is like 11 or whatever. How fast can it really grow and, and all that? But on the other hand, you're only lending out a small... So do I think that one day they'll be able to lend more and buy less bonds? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do I think that bonds will one day have higher yields than today? Yes. Um, if you're wrong about both of those things, <laughs> which could be the case, that's not good for our economy for a very long time. I mean, you're not going to have much economic growth if you have bond yields of virtually nothing and you and all banks keep half of their balance sheet without lending it out. But even if it doesn't, you do okay. And I think if it ever recovers, you do well. But the stock might not go up till like actually there's an economic recovery. But I would, yeah, Bank of America, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Last one? <sighs> Last one. Um, hmm. What ones have we talked about that are big enough? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I know. I feel like uh, big to us is like one, two, three, four. Billion. Well, like on the website, we have talked about things like Amadeus, right? I wonder if that would be big enough. Um, I did mention Ball. What's Ball's market cap? I really don't know. All right, twenty five billion. But that's because it's too expensive. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I knew the sales and stuff. So if we look, I mean, it, no, it's I couldn't buy this. It's just too much. I mean, this is a no growth whatever thing. Just so people know, I really like the business, uh -huh. but um, no, it, this is just it's unfortunately not it doesn't have enough growth in it that way. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've looked. Is at there some, like a sticking with the theme here? Is there yeah. a restaurant conglomerate that you could think of that's the problem how do you yeah. put that much i was into thinking one? like because you know we've talked about some recently oh yeah right? i like the price on them oh um, yeah 1.2 billion we we're actually right. talking about a smaller you know micro cap or small cap companies that are in the um restaurant industry and you're like well you could basically buy cheesecake factory or other larger companies for the same valuation yep. right now that have access to capital and will be able to withstand any sort of prolonged period of right. you know the stock being down or having to shut down so i don't know if there's any on your mind yeah there's none that i can think of that are remotely that large that's the problem um so you know there are certain there's certain industries that are pretty big that i could think of um uh, well okay what what is the um oh that's a good question let me think Let's put it in. What's the market cap on Kroger? I'm trying to think what would be the biggest like supermarket that you could buy. Yeah. So there's not, there's, this is a problem. Like, okay, even if I liked supermarkets and they were fairly cheap and this isn't fairly cheap. I mean, this isn't that cheap. Um, the problem is like after Kroger, there's almost no pure play supermarkets that are over $10 billion market cap, mm -hmm. which is amazing, but true. Um, yeah. So, I mean, their EV to sales is 0 0.3 right now. And, I, it's just not that cheap. Um, so that's the problem there. And then there's no other supermarkets that are in that category. This, that's yeah. Yeah, and that, they're going to be too expensive. Although, yeah. will they be right? Be too yeah, too. they'll have crossed <laughs> it. So they'll be too expensive. I know I was thinking about that, about what concepts, what food concepts yeah. do you have. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, okay, so you've got Domino's. That's one. You would have Starbucks. Those mm -hmm. are your two that definitely cross that amount. Would you be interested in Chipotle at 40 times EBITDA? 
probably be more interested in <laughs> in Starbucks than Chipotle. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that. So they're they're at thirty five. Uh, that's the thing that's amazing. Look at that. So Chipotle is half of Booking. Well, I'm, I'm, people listening to this are probably like, yeah, well, Chipotle is yeah, what's Booking and yeah. whatever. But Booking's very big in the rest of the world. I mean, that that's a very big company. Um, yeah. So let's see Starbucks, but I think they've all gotten so expensive. I mean, that's four times. That's just really rough. Yeah. What about like a food packaging company? Well, I mean, you get some of that with with Ball that way. I mean, no, there are some that I, you know, that I like um, in related to food and things. You know that I like Hilton Foods, but it's tiny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I remember that one time I was talking about Bill Ackman buying Hilton, Hilton Hotel. No, he was yeah, buying like, Hilton Hotel. Right. Is what I was trying to say. Yeah, but I kept saying Hilton Foods because we were talking about it. But it's not like we've ever publicly talked about it. Mm-hmm. But I like gave out a stock that we've been <laughs> kind of researching recently. Yeah, that's funny. Um, Anything overseas? Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Is it would have to be? I was thinking like overseas things, but the truth is, so many of them are pretty expensive. But we, you know, there's um, oh, this one's gonna be so expensive though. But I, as a giant company that like like if if Berkshire could buy all this company, I think it would be really smart. But I don't think it's for sale and it's expensive. It's called Essilor Luxottica is the name now. E S S I L O R. It's probably the name. I think they chose Essilor as the one to go. No, did I? Am I wrong that they? This is the O L. Yeah. So uh, E S S I L. Are they showing up? Yeah, there they are. Oh, there we go. Is yeah. this the like glasses? Yeah. So do they show them? Yeah, and that should be in. Oh, that's the OTC one. But anyway, whatever it is, it's it's going to have a huge market cap. So I, you know, um, and I like the stock a lot. We don't have the pricing on here. You can can you check on Bloomberg or something? Let the pricing. See, Bloomberg. Can... It'll be best on Bloomberg. It Let won't be good. Right there. No, don't do that. None of these are accurate. Okay. Um, the best won't be on Bloomberg. I think it got expensive again, though. It had dropped momentarily. But I th- I've always thought this would be a great acquisition for Berkshire, the entire company, though. Mm-hmm. And it would be a game-changing acquisition if they bought something this big, you know? They need an acquisition like that. The France is at the home of it, because that's the home of Essilor. Yeah, it has recovered a bit since then. It had been cheaper. Um, so that's a 49 million, uh, 49 billion euro company. So this is a very big company, but if we go down, the problem here is the price, which we don't have a P <laughs> okay. Price to sales is 3.3. Um, so that's pretty rough. If we go back to quick FS, cause they should have accurate financial data for it. Um, if we look, that's just pretty expensive. Um, you know, you're talking about probably, <sighs> Well, what are we talking about there? Mm, yeah, we're talking about 20 times pre-tax income probably. So we're talking about something that has 25 or more, you know, 25, 30 times PE kind of thing. Um, but would I rather this than Chipotle or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you had to buy something that's this big, I guess, there's there's almost nothing that dominates its industry like this in such a way. I just can't describe the dominance they have. So they combine the biggest frames company in the world with the biggest lens company in the world. They both have such huge leadership in their categories that way. Um, and I just think glasses are around, going to be around forever and stuff. And um, I really honestly think like as a Berkshire Hathaway thing, absolutely. As like a stock that pays off over the next few years, um, I don't know, but like, would Buffett seriously consider this if they if they needed to sell, like for whatever mm-hmm. reason? Yeah, I, I think it would be at Berkshire would be a perfect home for it, and it would be a huge. You know, you could look. People can put six million dollars or more into this company. I guess you know over time, like a Berkshire Hathaway could. Mm-hmm. Um, what about any sort of beverage company? 
beer. I know I thought about alcohol. that. Beer companies are cheap. Yeah. Um, alcohol of other kinds are really expensive right now. I've looked at some of them. Have you looked at, uh, was it Copenberg? Yeah, I mean, that's a small, very small yeah. company. Why not? Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. in general. I think, yeah. because we looked at that. Has the price come down since then? No, I think it's, oh, it's, 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 it's done really well. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. 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 So they're like an old beer brand kind of thing. Like that's not that, uh, uh, that's like not as popular and stuff in probably for investors to buy into it. But then they have the aspect of the, um, I mean, uh, of the cider that's probably more popular yes. as like. We have a funny issues. story with that, which we've told on the podcast before. Yeah. But apparent, but like, um. You know, it plays into the same things that everyone seems to be with the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I told you that uh, Topo Chica's coming out with one. So they're, they're, oh. I have, Coke distributes them. I Do people them. outside of Texas know what Topo is? No. Because I don't think um, so. People it, in Texas it, they're love spr- them. They're, they're spreading from there to the yeah. rest of the country. People, it's I, like I know, a cold here. I'm pretty sure Coke distributes them. I don't remember if Coke owns them. Uh, but yeah, I moved from northern Mexico over time into the, especially Texas area. Yeah. But I, but as an example, which is really good mineral water that, that I like, but they're getting into the spiked, so it'll basically be like spiked water, kind of, you yeah. know what I mean? Like with the flavoring added. Yeah. A lot of people in Dallas or Dallas, Texas, like ranch water. So it's yeah. tequila, so it, topo, yeah. lime. Yeah. That's so like I'm it. sure they'll be doing the same sort of thing yeah. that they'll just be selling there. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, I do. I do like uh, Luxottica. Um, and now. Uh, is that your final answer? It's kind of my final answer. It's but like who wants to be so, a millionaire? Right so Luxottica is not that cheap. And to be 100% honest, they kind of sold the company. I haven't followed the situation right now, but they kind of sold the company in a merger of equals things that gave a lot of power to, if I had my choice, not the side that I would have mm-hmm. wanted. So, like, I was more comfortable with the um, with Luxottica being run the way it was before, I guess, than I am necessarily with the companies being combined. But it's not like Essler's done bad things itself. So, And you yeah. saw a retailer? Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't think so. I was looking at retailers recently and they're just not cheap enough. That's why I mentioned like Kroger or something because so many of these aren't um, really that cheap. Like if you look, you know, like why, like say, well, who knows, but I don't know retail and stuff well enough. Like for Ross, so you're paying twice as much as what you pay for Kroger or something. I mean, you know, in terms of multiples Mm -hmm. and things. Now, maybe that's good. But when I think about that and stuff, it does worry me because I have to know a lot about it. Like, am I going to know that the shopping experience for a long time is is that? Yeah, I know. I've Look, there's probably some tobacco company that you could buy somewhere in the world that would be, uh, you know, that would be a good purchase. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, so Altria, you have Altria and then you have, no, 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 not any of this. No, I meant to type this in. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Tesla. Yeah. Look at that growth. Yeah, that's a lot of growth. That's a lot of growth. Um, I I was, yeah, I was going to say, do they even have the market cap that's big enough anymore? But um, I think that I, I would, yeah, I mean, the ones I, look, here, what, which ones I gave? Essilor Exotica, Progressive. Bank of America. Bank of America. Um carnival yep and who else did i give booking too no so So there there you go go. all five five i said all five i said i make no promises the stocks are cheap yeah but i will promise in 10 years i think like the businesses will still be leaders in what they're doing they'll still be earning good returns and whatever so like as bets on the businesses i like them and let's go quickly through them okay so we can see evd and stuff there that's not incredibly expensive that's Mm -hmm. fine although that could be kind of their float and stuff but whatever that's cheap 
We got a cheap one there. Uh, what else did we say? Carnival. Carnival's cheap. It falls apart with Progressive and, and yeah. Luxottica. It gets expensive <laughs> there. So Progressive and Luxottica might be pushing the uh, the value investing idea. It won't pull it because yeah. it's foreign. But um, you wrote very long reports on Progressive, Luxottica. Yeah. I have big reports on Progressive and Luxottica on the website. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so what do we say? Booking, Progressive, uh, Carnival, uh, Bank of America. Bank of America and Luxottica. Yeah, there you go. All right. So, so we, I, I will stand by that. If you had to have companies that huge, that's not a bad five. Yeah, I agree. Booking's great. Booking's it, always been good. Yeah. I like the business model. I want to thank everybody who asked us a question on the Focus Compounding podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Focus Compound uh, if you want to be able to ask a question in the future. I want to thank everybody so much for tuning in with Jeff and I. Hit that subscribe button both on the podcast and on YouTube. And we will see you in the next podcast. Hey, this is Andrew Kuhn, and that was the Focus Compounding Podcast, the podcast where Jeff and I talk general investing concepts. To get even more content from me and Jeff, sign up for the Focus Compounding app. The Focus Compounding app costs $7.95 a month. It comes with a bunch of 2,000-word articles from Jeff each week, a fresh batch of five-minute videos from the both of us, along with one bonus extra long episode of the podcast each Saturday and immediate access to our complete backlog of 200 plus episodes. To sign up, go to focuscompounding.com slash app or wherever apps are sold. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next podcast.